We are when are when are we? When are we? When are we? The past fucking sucks, man. 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 Well, what if there is no tomorrow? Hey, hey. Dude, where the hell are they? Dudes, you guys are gonna go back in time. Yeah. yeah. Time travel has not yet been invented. We review films that all follow a common theme: time travel. Time travel. The appropriate question is. I am Dave, and I am living in the past, man. I'm Nick, and I'm living in... I, no, you are living in the future. We've gone over this every time. You get it wrong right, I'm every living time. in the future. My name's Dave, and... I'm Nick, and I'm living in the past, and this is When Are We? When Are We? All right. Um, it's, been, it's been a little while. It's been longer than we wanted to get a show out. So um, yeah. we've had busy lives, you know? Well, you got that time sickness... I do got the time sickness, and uh, I also had COVID, so <laughs> that sickness. Um, but my COVID was good. I, I, did I get to talk to you about my COVID experience? No. So my COVID. Experience, I like that you talk about it like it's a holiday. Like, it was, was a your holiday. COVID. <laughs> my COVID experience was nice. I took a day off, just one day though. Really? Uh, yeah. Oh boy, you're I better know. than me. It was. It was. It was. It was stupid. <clears throat> I shirked all responsibility for like four days. Mm, that sounds really yeah but um the first day i had the worst headache worst headache then the second day i woke up and the headache was still there and then emily was like um call the covid hotline and get those antiviral pills so i called them up Mm -hmm. they asked me a bunch of questions and i was like yep 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 send me those pills and they were like can you go pick them up? And I was like, nah, I got COVID. And they were like, great, we'll send them to you. So they sent them to my door. Within 30 minutes of taking it, the headache was gone. I never had another, another symptom again. And uh, I, can't, I can't express enough how much the antiviral pills work. They work. So you're just shilling for big pharma <laughs> yeah, now. exactly what I'm doing. <laughs> <laughs> All um, right. But yes. But well, enough we do of have Dave's. A movie that we watch. Yeah, or a couple we have movies. a cu- couple movies, an institution, really. Yes, it really is. Um, it's probably the first, the first, the original, I think. In, uh, in my, oh boy, oh boy, there's someone angry out there. Um, it's the first movie and the first use of the word time traveler, the time machine. Yes. Yes. Started as a novel by H.G. Wells, Herbert George Wells, if you're not familiar. Uh, it was his, I think it was came out in what, like 18... It was like 1898 or something like that? 18, H.G. 95. 95, yes. yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, you could say H.G. Wells was one of not only the sort of inventor of the concept of time travel, but really a lot of the uh, tropes of science fiction that we see, you know, aliens yeah. invading mutant genetic experiments gone wrong uh people turning invisible and of course time travel time travel Um, machine and and you know there have been well there have been technically two film adaptations of the time machine there's a third semi-adaptation that i do want to talk about but after maybe we talk about the other two we didn't watch it for this one i think we should save it for another episode though okay what's that one called i don't know it's called uh time after time Oh, 
Okay, we will watch that for another another. But I'll talk about it a little bit. But okay. uh, first, uh, you know, maybe we just talk about the yeah. basic premise of the time machine. You know, there were two film adaptations, one in 1960 and one in 2002. Yes. Uh, I have my preference over which one I think is better, but maybe Dave, you do as well. But, you know, basic concept is yep. uh, it's turn of the century, turn of the uh, 20th century. Uh, we've got an inventor who's living in London. There, based on, depending on the version where he lives, right. changes. I think a good a good synopsis is like go with the book because the book yeah. is like the overall view of it, and then every movie thereafter kind of adapts to their own time to right. make right. it what it is. But so uh, yes. in uh, in H.G. Wells' Time Machine, a uh, inventor creates a well a time machine, a time and machine. he uses this time machine to go into the future. Um, and he goes, not just, you know, 20, 15, 30 years, he literally goes hundreds of millennia into the future. He ends up in 802, 701 AD. Just way, into, he, the that's way like, into the future. That's, that's a really crazy like idea to be like, at, in 1895, to be like, well, I'm going to pick a day and it's going to be hundreds and hundreds of thousands of years into the future. Not like, you know, a hundred years, you know, which is probably, he probably rattled that off and was like, what's something that is so crazy and absurd that I could put it in a science fiction book. And yeah, it, he I, wasn't I just totally he wasn't just world. looking into like, you know, he wasn't a futurologist in the sense no. that it wasn't like, what are we going to see in our lifetime? He really wanted to go out right. there. But and it, he really thought about how, you know, humanity was going to evolve. Right. I thought, I think that's what he was thinking about was evolution and like how we can evolve, evolve into something completely different, which is really cool, but go on. So uh, our time traveler, he finds himself far, far in the future in the year 802, 701 AD. Uh, and obviously things have changed a little bit, um, just a little bit. As they would. Uh, civilization doesn't really exist the way we think of it. When he first gets there, he meets uh, a society of sort of childlike, uh, blonde, beautiful yeah. adults named the Eloy. Uh, and they, you know, they, he starts to think these people are a little weird. You know, they don't really seem to have any technology. They don't really seem to have any, even any curiosity. Or anything About who he, or anything. They're just, they're just laying around, yeah. you know. Uh, what he then discovers is that um basically uh underneath the surface of the earth there is another human subspecies known as the morlocks who live underground they can't be exposed to the sun uh and basically the morlocks uh exist to sort of maintain the eloy's population right and the eloy are used as food for the right. Morlocks, which is uh, very fascinating because in the book and, and I think in the story, at least one of them, he kind of goes into this whole idea of class system and how yes. the, the Morlocks were basically there to provide for the Eloy until he right. figures out that they're just being used as cattle. Yes, but, exactly. Which is very interesting to think, you know, to, to like, I mean, at the time when you were kind of reading this thing to be like, oh, my God, there's this underground um you know whole society that is there to 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 do that it's kind of like the sixth sense he kind of turned everybody on its head 
when he mm-hmm. thought to, to, to say that they're one thing, and then all of a sudden they're the exact opposite of what he just said. Exactly. And the, the, the Morlocks, um, you know, basically run the machinery industry that keeps the surface beautiful and allow the Eloy to live. Um, sort of, you know, and I think what Wells is going for in this is that there's, you know, the Eloy who are the leisured classes and the Morlocks who are the working classes. Mm-hmm. You know, if you think about it, Victorian England, this image of them being underground, it's, you know, similar to mine workers, which was yep. obviously a major industry in England. So, you know, the, 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 the parallels are there and it's not particularly subtle. No, if you, no. If you think about what was going on in Victorian England. No, it's not subtle at all. It's, it's, it's like pretty <laughs> much straight, like word for word of exactly what was happening. This is very funny. Yes. Um, I think that, you know, that's really, I think the best you can do in terms of a summary because each yeah. version splinters off from there. Right. Which I, found, I, I what think that was about. the most interesting thing about this is that like, you could look at this whole movie as a case study as to the time you're living in at the time. So the sixties version, um, it, it, the one, the one thing that I really loved about the, the book and, and the whole idea of the story is that you have him discovering that he created the time machine. Right. And he goes like a couple hours into the future and doesn't really think that anything changed until he looks at the clock and then it's, it's a different time. And then the daylight changes and all that stuff. And then bam, we're in 800,000, you know, like there's, he just watches, he does such a, he does a really good job. I thought of like, um, telling you like the changing of the scenery and the changing of time and like the beauty of like things dying and rebirth and all that mm-hmm. stuff. But he just jumps from one spot to the next, like so insanely fast that we're like in 800,000 and we were just in 1900, the turn of the century. And what I found very interesting is that in the 1960s one, you go from him, him going from the turn of the century to 1917 when the first world war is happening. And then you go again, he goes into the future to 1945 when the second world war is happening. And then the reason for people to go underground, they came up with the idea that an atomic bomb goes off while he's there. So like, so, so conveniently that he's there and he actually escapes (laughs) the atomic bomb, but he goes, you know, back into the future, which is interesting because in, I feel like in the in the in the, that first movie, he, like the surroundings aren't affected inside this bubble of the time machine. Well, they aren't in the other one either. I feel like in one of them they are because he gets hot and he gets cold. Oh and, uh, yeah. Well, yes, there is there it, is it, that it, element. There is there there is some weirdness to it, but I mean, he survives a an atomic blast, which isn't affected in the time machine when he moves forward. We'll we're, we'll disregard that, whatever. But so he he sees the atomic blast go, and then basically he just watches the half life of all that radiation go until he he's able to to step on Earth again, which is eight hundred thousand, which is interesting. <laughs> And then if you follow the next one, which is what, that was 2002, Two. 2000, yes. 2002, um, they take it so that they're um, mining the moon, right? <laughs> so they're mining the moon when he stops in like 
I, I can't remember what time he stops, but like maybe but it, it, it's, it was, it was 2037. 2037. Which, oh man, that's, that's not going to be happening by then. We are no. not, I don't even know if we're going to make it to next year, but no, we probably won't <laughs> at the rate we're going, but he stops in 2037 and they're mining the moon. And, and it's funny. Cause they do like this whole background thing where you hear the news talking about mining the moon. And then he goes a little further into the future and chaos is happening because the moon is falling on the earth because they blew up the moon well it's fallen out of orbit it's fallen out of orbit and pieces are crashing into the earth right right i don't know if the moon is gonna fully crash into the earth right. or if a it's piece. just gonna but yes it's all falling apart and and i think that's i just want to say that's pretty ridiculous i mean i know <laughs> the moon is is close but it's not that close no it's not that close it would just go in a million different directions right. and i just and i think like I mean, first off, how, what kind of people are like, oh, let's go live on the moon? Like, who's deciding that? Who's like, kids, who wants to go live on the moon? No, it's not going to happen. But I do like the idea of uh, one thing I really liked was the fact that in each story, there they take what was the, the the elements of the story and in the original story he doesn't stop in the middle you know he no. doesn't stop in the middle at all but in each story you get a different version of what could happen that would lead to people going underground which i right. thought was very interesting i thought that was that was very interesting in, in both movies well i think it's it's funny you say that because it's it says something about the films in a major difference from the book which is that in the book, this this uh, separation, this this evolution of society is just essentially just happens naturally. Mm -hmm. We're meant to believe that time will just keep for moving forward. And this eventually happens. But in the other two, humanity through their own hubris or self destruction caused this right. you know this 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 split to happen. Yeah. So I think you know maybe the I think first off that's a big. Uh, that sort of gets away from what Wells is trying to do, which is saying like, this is just where we, this is human nature. This, this is, is where, where we're we headed. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's a reflection of the system, you know, as much as we think this is different, it's actually a reflection of the society we live in right now. Mm -hmm. The other two, you know, basically are, are arguing that, it, you know, it's humanity's own sort of messing with nature that's yeah. going to eventually cause this yeah that, which that i think is, is the 2002 version really emphasizes the nature of things it's just right like, right and and i they really they, he introduces in the 2002 version that he wants to he's his girl or his, his fiance dies and no matter what he does he can't he can't bring her back. So he goes back in time, which they don't do in any of the other ones. He goes back in time to try to save her, but she keeps yes. dying. So which like is so unnecessary. It is very unnecessary. But the nature of things is that like things will happen and there's no way to avoid it, avoid it, which is the fixed timeline, which is I think, which is what we're always we're always talking about what kind of time, what kind of well, time travel think, movie we got here. I think that the reason that they say in the 2002 version that she has to die is because her dying is the catalyst for him building the time machine. Right. Right. So if, if she doesn't, it's sort of one of these things, like if you go in the past to if you kill your grandfather, you know, it's that paradox. If you go in the past, kill your grandfather, 
you actually can't do that because then nobody will be able to go. Your grandfather won't make your father and you won't be able to go back and kill your grandfather. There's so nobody there to do it. There's right. no, it's a fixed thing, I guess, in time yeah, that must right. happen. Right. But yeah, there's no way to salvage that, that uh, <laughs> horror as it were for him. Yeah. But that's what he keeps like the whole movie for that movie. I, I like how that one had like a theme and that was kind of the theme is that he's always searching out on how to make things right or something like that. Something and like that. Something like that. And uh, in all of them, I do believe that he uh, ends up going to live in the future. I, I know the lab, the 2002 for sure um, in the book, he goes to the future. The book and the and the movie is the movie the same too. Yeah, I think yes, both the same. They, they all in every one of them. Uh, they, they they the the movies and the book. He ends up back in the future with his little Eloy girlfriend right. named yeah. Weena. 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 Which in the in 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 um in the nineteen uh, sixties version, I'm like she's underage, right? Like she's. <laughs> He's like a child, right? <laughs> Maybe. I mean, Maybe. I don't know. I always think that. Uh, well, you know, I mean, the laws were different then. I mean, sure, just, sure. Thought about this. Um, I think. Well, uh, uh, yeah, I, I do um, want to mention one thing that is that? very interesting. So, uh, on a side note, well, first of all, if you haven't watched these movies, pause this right now <laughs> and go watch them. And go read the book. It's actually really good. I really it's like. It's like it. seventy pages. It's, like it's not easy. even a book. It's like a, yeah, it's like it's definitely. I remember reading it as a child and being like, "Oh, this is awesome science fiction," and it's a really easy read. But on a side note, going along with this idea of of underage, <laughs> you don't know where I'm going with this yet. But um, careful, the, careful, careful where you're trying. The New York City uh, historical <clears throat> thing. The city has started digitizing all of their um historical records so like anybody who uh was born here has a birth certificate a death certificate or a marriage certificate they're digitizing all of that information so oh. now you can go back and try to find you know like where you where all your ancestors and on one side of my family i've tracked back all uh, my ancestry to 1876 oh wow which is really impressive and there's one common trait in almost all of the ones I've tracked back so far. And most of them are marriage licenses. <laughs> all of them are mostly the men were 29 and the women were 17. Oh, man. Which is really weird. Jesus. I well, know. Yeah, it's a different I mean, time, you know, but I, I also it's, found it's out still, that... It's still nasty. It is. It really is. It's really weird. But they were all also living together. Uh, before they oh. were married so all of their oh. addresses were the same and uh also like most of them too the father of the of the bride side like signed off on the marriage certificate so it's all like above board like everybody's happy with this marriage i but, mean i well is the wife happy oh, we don't know that well we can't go back in time we don't have a time machine see what i did there oh uh, yeah but, yeah uh, i also found out that they, they were living in tribeca they were living in on Mott Street, and they oh. were living in Williamsburg. So in Tribeca, so like like Five Points, it was like Gangs of New York area, yeah, probably because it was oh, like man. it was like eighteen eighty. That's the one where I found when they if, were living. If in. you were in Gangs of New York, which gang would Ooh. you be in? 
That's a good question. The plug uglies or the dead rabbits? Oh, I think those were the two. Yeah, I think it was the rabbits. Which one was the Leo side? Uh, I think that was the dead rabbits. Yeah, that that's the one that I wanted to be on because I felt like the, the other side was too brutal. They were just well, the plug brutal. uglies had the they had the top hats. Yeah, they did look good. But they cool. were brutal. They were brutal. Yeah, I mean that was Daniel Day Lewis. Mm-hmm. Whoopsie Daisy. Yeah, the butcher. Yeah. Was a butcher. Right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so th- that's what I found out on that, and then I also found out this other a little a little tidbit of information that was very interesting. So my grandfather's mother. And that's as far back I could go with the Kelowna, the actual Kelowna name. Mm-hmm. She didn't have the name Kelowna. And, and in her marriage certificate, uh, it says she was married for the first time to some other guy, not a Kelowna. <gasps> oh, she wasn't married to the Kelowna. And I have no idea where the Kelowna name came from. Not a clue. But her name was from what I remember, because I met her and her name was Angela, which they named my sister after. And then I found out in her birth certificate or her marriage license, Angela was not her name. Do you want to know what her name was? Please. Archangel. Wow. Archangel Kelowna? Archangel. No, her. I can't remember her actual last name, but it wasn't Kelowna because she never got married to a Kelowna. So I don't know where the Kelowna came from. Some well, other- that makes sense. I mean, Angela, Angel. It's Archangel. It makes sense. Archangel. Archangel. Yeah, I, I don't know. People really wild. double down on the Christian names for most of Western civilization. It's all wild. Uh, <laughs> um, but I thought that would tie into this because it's the turn of the century and uh, and I would track them back to basically the turn of the century, which is it's just also fun, you know? Yeah, that's always fun. My, my father did a big one of those where he traced his family back to like colonial era America. oh yeah i remember you were telling me about that yeah yeah and then i mean my mom is from italy and we, mm. I, we they're, for, they're all from the same place in italy i'll tell you that um but anyway uh getting back to these movies uh, movie. which which was your favorite by the way um i watched the new one first okay then i watched the 1960s version Okay. Then I read the book. Uh-huh. Um, I think the like what like viewing the 1960s version was very close to the book, and like the idea that like all these like great minds of their time sat around for like an hour just pontificating <laughs> like time travel was very interesting, but like so so slow. Like we didn't well, get to time travel <clears throat> for like an hour. Right. What I did like, though, I will say, is those stuffy old businessmen that are his friends. Yeah. Uh, I made a note here. It's like, you know, it's so funny because it's it's they're just such capitalists because all they're thinking is like, how do we make money? Money off of this. this time machine. You know, um, it's a couple things about that, but then also there's something about like, why are you wasting your time on this? We need inventors for the Boer War. Yeah. <laughs> He's talking about like needing inventors to make killing machines for the Boer Wars. Yeah. Got to beat the Dutch. Um, but, you well, know, uh, you know, a couple of things that I have to say in the 1960 version mm-hmm. specifically, I don't think this is a coincidence. There are so many visual and some ref- like spoken references that are that absolutely pop up in Back to the Future. Mm-hmm. So you know, if you notice in the the inventor's house, yep. 
the walls are just covered in clocks, much like Doc Brown's yeah. house. Yeah. Uh, he he he. At one point, he produces a tiny version of the time machine. And yeah, which them, is hilarious. Which is just and then he sends the cigar to the to the future, right? Yes. Well, then then you know he also uses a clock mm. to demonstrate that time will be slow just like doc brown does yeah exactly where he he uses a stopwatch um and he uses his dog instead of a cigar um but you know his whole thing about like you know he says doc brown is makes a big deal like i didn't invent the time machine to win at sports betting i want i invented it to travel through time which marty. is you know i think yeah. what the inventor is sort of thinking but here's marty thinking only with his fucking I mean, I he know, was Marty those capitalists. Like. Marty was <laughs> the representation of those capitalists. He just wanted the nice car and yeah. the the money of being a rock star. He didn't want to go traveling through time. This has nothing nothing he ever wanted. No. no, but, no he uh, just, so, and he was thrust into it. But, but <laughs> here nor there. What so, you, you know, he, 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 he decides, you know, fuck my asshole capitalist greedy friends. We're going to go in, into the future. I really love how they how he envisions time passing. Yeah, it's all this like kind of beautiful stop motion. Yeah, like stop motion flowers and people that are running at like double speed. And I want to hear yeah, you hear that like yakety sax song. You know, yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Benny Hill. Yeah, you see his um, like assistant co- or like his 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 caretaker come in and won't like speed across the road. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, so he stops off at one point. Sounds like it's around, you know, early 20th century. He runs into the son of his caretaker named Philby. Philby. His caretaker. Philby is his caretaker's name, but he runs into Philby's son. Right. Who is supposed to be 17, but I swear to God, he looks like he's 35. Oh yeah. Easily. <laughs> easily. <laughs> And he's talking about, you know, I'm going off to war. Philby was killed in the war. And, you know, he, he keeps kind of stopping when there's all these horrific moments in humanity. Um, and as you mentioned, he eventually ends up in, I think, like 1966 or so. Um, oh, and there's this great thing, great little thing that they do where he's watching the window of a oh yeah, the mannequin. A, a woman, a mannequin in a I woman's like dress shop. And the dress just keeps changing. And at one point he gets out. <laughs> And he says, good Lord, is that a dress? <laughs> <laughs> that is really good. I did. I did like the fashion changing. That was yeah. very, that was very. And they, they do that. They pick that up in 2002. They, they make a little reference to it in yeah. that as well. Yep. Um, but yes, I love, he gets out right before the bombs are about to drop. And he has this wonderful little British argument with the guys trying to get him going to it's the air. so British. It's air all so British. Like, come along now, come on. Come on, come on. We got to get inside. Yeah, it's it's so British. Bombs are dropping, isn't it? <laughs> that hackney. Um, yeah, it's, it's it was it's really good. And then, and then again, from that point, the bomb drops and he's able to get back to the time machine, successfully escape a, an atomic bomb drop. It's not even an, just an atomic bomb. It's a whole volcano explodes. Mm. So the whole world is just erupting. Yes. I mean, I guess this is how they pe- people figured nuclear war would actually go is right. like the volcanoes would just reactivate. Sure. And- it's like the road. We don't really know what happened, but we know the end came. Yes, right? yes, That's exactly. Happened. Um, so uh, he ends in- is that uh-huh. you had the time machine, which essentially wherever it goes, 
It's where you are, right? Yes. So it's, it's like, like it's like the DeLorean. You it's know, a DeLorean. You, right. you don't show you up somewhere else, place. right? And I feel like um, that was a big part of the book, and it was a big part of the movie because you had like that the, his 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 uh, time machine kept moving and he would disappear, which is very interesting. That like there is no alternate version of him. There's just one version of him and he's traveling through time. And then his house becomes like the creepy old man house who disappeared mm-hmm. one day and they boarded <laughs> it up. And like, that was really good. And then uh, I guess, I guess the time changed, like as you're moving along, like his, his house just goes away. Everything kind of goes away. And then it's, it's like up on a hill and it's like, it just kept changing so, so much and so rapidly that by the time we get to 800,000, it's a completely different scene. And there's grand canyons all over the place. And it's just like completely different, which is interesting. Yes. And, uh, you know, as we say, he stumbles upon this, what appears to be an Eden with a bunch of very uh, feet and uh, sort of lazy, beautiful looking lazy, people who- Little people. My favorite is when one of them falls into the water and starts yeah. drowning and none of them are like, pay- they're just like, eh, yeah. Yeah. like they're like cows. Die. They are like cows. They're just like, yeah. eh, I'm yeah. going to die, I guess. Yeah. No, no, they don't care whatever whatsoever about mm-hmm. their fellow man, which I guess maybe is sort of the point. Oh yeah. I mean, I think making. we're there. We're kind of there. Like, are we oh. right? I, I, uh, I mean, we yes. sit around and watch the dudes and we're like, ah, what are you going to do? You know? What are you going to do? Yeah. Um, those fat cats in Washington. Fat huh? Cats in Washington are really screwing us here. Um, and then I will say, so I don't know which one I liked. I liked elements of both movies mm-hmm. in their little, in their, in their spots more than the others. Um, I, I, again, like when I, I was, I've been talking about these movies in the book to a lot of people and I got really jammed up about it because like I was really into the time machine for like a week because we watched these a couple weeks ago and then like get, get, getting delayed. So I was like, I was like, I was talking to people on the phone and I was like, have you ever seen the time machine? Have you ever read the time machine? Let me tell you all about it. So I, I got really into it. Um, so like uh, the one thing that I really uh, found interesting was um the new one had an element that nothing none of the other ones had which was a third race of people which was the smart kind of like um more psychic yes the psychic psychic more yes Yes. which was very interesting and not needed at all what do you I, i mean i was thinking about that what is the point so the idea is these the 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 like super morlocks the ones yeah. that are psychic they're the ones controlling the other morlocks right yeah there's a so, race that's being controlled there's yeah, always a that, race that's being yeah. controlled but the thing is it's total that totally flips it on the head of mm-hmm. what the book is about because the Eloy are in the 2002 version are represented as this you know kind of primitive but nonetheless functioning society that care where people care about one another yeah you know there's traditional family structures and they they build things and they're obviously trying to To change things not to change but just to survive beyond just you know existing like cattle and there really isn't a sense that the more i I don't get the sense that the morlocks are doing anything to you know treat the eloy like 
like they treat them like prey right but they don't yeah. treat them like cattle so right. much and there's know? and the, the other interesting thing is that the eloy are scared of them yes and in the yes. other versions they're not scared of them at all they're no, just, they're just they, like they, they go to the abattoir willingly yep. yeah yeah they're yeah. just like whatever and again there's like there's this whole like kind of like matrix underground like dance revolution thing <laughs> where they're like living on the mountains and they're like you know they're living this, <laughs> you know like it's very interesting but it's like uh, the caveman rave yeah, yeah it's a caveman <laughs> rave and everybody's having a great time until the morlocks come and try to take them away and the Morlocks uh, uh, of all of them are very fascinating. I feel like the the sixty uh, version Morlocks are much more intriguing than the the newer. So much more fun. Just, yeah, they look like a they look like a, a a monster from like the original Star Trek. Yeah, you know, it's just those big rubber suits and yep. you know. To be fair, I want to say about the the special effects, there were I think. And I know I'm talking about. You have to think about it in the context of what, what the technology was at the time. I think that the special effects in the 1960 version are much easier on the eye. They are. I well, they're much the, more the, like the actual like in camera. Like, yeah, stuff. it's a like, lot of in camera. There's very like obviously no CGI. No CGI. It's all it's all in camera effects. It's stop motion. It's mm -hmm. matte paintings. It's miniatures. It's really there's a lot of craft in it, yeah, which is really is fun to watch. Right. And the Morlocks themselves are these big dumb. Yeah, I also Ooh, got creatures. like the, the, I also felt that they were actually what they would be if they were living underground for centuries and 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 decades and you know just hundreds of years living underground. Right? They were like these these beings that couldn't go out in the light. They were these beings that were like kind of like hairless blue things, right? <laughs> well, they but had long then, blonde. They had hair. long blonde hair. Right? They had long blonde mop top wigs, yeah. which I thought was just, was very cute. It was very cute. They're very <laughs> cute. But in the 2002 version, they come out at any point. They're yeah. like these weird looking hairy things. They're like got kind like, of like they don't look humanoid at all. Well, they've got like they don't have a nose. They just yeah. have like an opening, like as if someone cut your nose. If someone cut your right. nose off, all you'd have is just the little openings, right. and then. They're huge and right. muscular. Right. And, and they have they like have... superpowers. You know, they're like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's really weird. But they would be more like mole people, which is what I felt like the 60s version really, really did well. Right. Or at least tried to do well. <laughs> well, they also established that there's a functioning sort of uh, environment or, or I guess machinery underneath the ground. Right. Uh, in the 60 version and you know there's this great moment where they're walking along and there's these big giant like openings in the ground and it's like these concrete openings that lead down to the morlock yeah. but in the 2002 one they just like pop out of the sand which yeah. is like that's just sort of boring and not right. it really doesn't make fun. sense it doesn't even make sense yeah, yeah. it yeah. starts to feel more like uh you know in planet of the apes yeah, when which the, is what I was the, that first say. scene when the apes are hunting the humans, you know. Right, and I definitely got in the 2002 version that like, and also I think that's around the time that the new Planet of the Apes with Marky Mark came out. It was like around that time. Oh, was it? I okay. I think I think I'm not 100 percent sure, but it was around that right? time. And uh, I I feel like there was a lot of similarities to that where it was like we're gonna turn this thing on its on its head and like give it a new direction, which is what the 2002 did, which giving it a a third race of of psychic future people but that's also what they did in i want to say beyond the planet of the apes 
if you remember correctly. I don't want to go too far into Planet of the Apes stuff, but there's one of the, I think the third one that was in like early 80s, late 70s, there uh, he discovers that there's a human-like, big-brained, psychic um, uh, people who live beyond the, the apes, who are controlling everything, and they're going to blow up the apes. Do you remember? I don't know if you ever saw that version, uh... that movie long time ago and they have they have a nuclear a nuclear bomb oh yes and this is the the cult that worships the nuclear bomb and yeah oh yeah. yeah oh yeah right and i kind of got much that. I, I felt like that's what this was without them <laughs> worshiping a bomb but they were they there was this kind of like psychic big brain thing that that kind of controlled the morlocks who controlled the eloy and there was just no reason for it and was there just one person it was Jeremy Irons. He right, was but it was ruler. just him, right? But it was him, and he doesn't look like the other Morlocks. No. He has a nose, and he doesn't have the weird bug eyes, and he's, no just, he's just blue and and pale, you right. know? And he also I had think. this weird ex- external spine thing happening. Yeah, I don't know what that, I, th- I don't know if they just thought, like, well, we got to make sure people know, see Jeremy Irons. I mean, it's not like Jeremy Irons is a bankable star that we need to see his face for. Right. But... It, it, he looked like something out of like um, what's those vampire movies? The Underworld. Oh yeah, Underworld. He absolutely looked yeah. like a vampire. He totally did. Whereas, yeah. like, I just I liked the brutish, dumb Morlocks, which made more just, sense. Yeah, and they're just as dumb as the Eloy. Yeah, right. Because they're like just, they just they don't they don't know what's going on. They're not right. that smart. Exactly. They, they 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 figure out that he's got a time machine at one point and they try to steal, steal the it. time machine. Yeah, right. But um, which I think they do in the in the in the new the two thousand two version. They do. Jeremy they do. Iron stole stole it. Jeremy Iron. So, so it's sort of like, yes, I like that sort of the Morlocks and the Eloy feel like they're in a bit more level playing ground. Like the Morlocks have, you know, this kind of brute force, right. but the Eloys are actually, you know, I remember there's this moment where like the Eloy. At one, the, eventually, like one of the Eloys in the 1960 version realizes he can stand up for himself. He punches a Morlock out, and he's like, "Hey, you just can't, you just push him." <laughs> he's <laughs> like really George. Good. He's like he's kind of like George McFly, you know. He just yeah. he's got his fist punch Biff out, and then and then you know everything is right in the world. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, what was I going to say? The um, the Morlocks. Uh, I had something and I, and I lost it, but I'll, I'll figure it out again. But uh, basically the, the 2002 movie ends with him killing off that super smart being. Yes. And then he throws him, he grabs him in the time machine, part of him in the time machine, his hand yeah. is in the time machine. The rest of him is outside of the bubble yes. of protection of the time machine. And he just pushes him forward and he ages until he's dead right until he's just dust (laughs) and then this is this was my favorite thing of any any of the parts of the movie was that i dubbed the time bomb so he uses the time machine as a bomb somehow (laughs) and the time bomb goes off killing all of the morlocks instantly right i think i think that's what happened uh sort of i think it's more like I mean, it vaporized. I don't know how you could use a time machine as a bomb, as a time bomb, but they all got vaporized. By I guess, the yes. The, the, basically, he, he creates a uh, kind of like he jams the gears or something. Yeah. 
Right. And they and it and it ostensibly kills off all the Morlocks. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I think that he he'd already though gone forward, even forward into the future. And he, you know, kind of where he sees the earth is starting to die. Yes. Um, well, that was the book you're talking about, right? Or is that in the no, movie? No, I'm talking about the 2002. Remember. Right. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes. I yeah. do kind of remember that. Yes. Because that's what they do in the, in the book, which is very interesting in the book. He goes, he kind of like says, a, a due to all the Mor- Morlocks and the Eloy and goes into the future and goes until the earth dies. But he describes, which is really an interesting uh, writing, he describes what he's seeing as the earth is dying. And there's like these giant crabs that are living on the on the ocean uh, shores. And they're just like, yeah. And that's what he says that the uh, humans evolve into, these kind of crab-like creatures. And then eventually, as the world is dying, there's just this moving sludge that moves across the earth. I love it. And then that's what we evolve into this moving sludge. We're just sludge. We yeah. just become sludge. I, yeah. We don't we don't go to space. No. Nope. We don't we don't do anything like that. We just we turn just into crabs sludge. and then eventually sludge. I yes. like it. I like that I too. Could, I can totally see that. Yeah, exactly. Devo. <laughs> the one thing that I also really liked about was uh, a thread throughout the whole thing was this kind of um sort of library collection of history which they do more so in the 2002 version, but they also do in the book and this 1960s version that there's this kind of like, I don't want to say the equivalent of uh, the shells in the bathroom, but there's like these things that can, if you, I think in the sixties movies, if you spin something as you spin it, it tells a tale of the past. Yes. It's it's like, it's like a, it's a database of some kind. Right. Which I really, really like. I, I like that. I liked how he could like kind of reference things and like kind of figure things out through that uh, mentality. Then in the in the 2002 version, a couple of things that I really liked was that there was you meet the guy um, what played by uh, the Seven Up guy. What's his name? Uh, Orlando uh, Orlando Jones. Jones. Orlando yeah. Jones. Yeah. Right. And uh, he ends up being in the in the way distant future. And How does that happen? I don't know. There's no power. There's, <laughs> There's no power. power. But he ends up being there. And then he ends up like teaching classes, which is, you know, you want that for him. Well, I think it's funny because in the 1960 version, yes, he has access to this kind of like database that he doesn't even really understand. Right. But at the end of the movie, he when he, he comes back to the past to like tell his friends about his magic you know time travel experience and he gives i think one of them a flower from the future yes and the guy says this is no this is a flower no but you know he eventually decides yes i'm gonna go back and be with weena in the future yep but his housekeeper notices that he took three books books. with him yeah we don't know what those books are. I yes. kind of wonder what, what do you think those books could be? So I looked this up. I, I did a really deep dive into trying to figure out what those books were. And the majority of the online skepticism and kind of like overall set consensus is that he went back and he took a, uh, a book, uh, the Grey's Anatomy book. Okay. Uh, a book on, um, on, uh, Another science book. I can't remember. I wrote these down. I know I did. Um, but he basically took books on how to fix things. So it was like carpentry book, 
like uh, the Grey's Anatomy and stuff like that. So I, 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 and then maybe the other one was the Bible. I think he took the Bible. Oh, I know. Really? That's that was the consensus of the album. That's so dumb. Why would you? Oh Jesus! But what books would you take? I mean, if you were going to take a book, I mean, I think I, I, I'm down with Grey's Anatomy. I think we could definitely do with like a Carpentry, a Bob Vila kind of guide type of thing. Um, I mean, I guess maybe something about growing food because these Eloy. I mean, first off, let me just say the Eloys in the 1960 version ain't gonna do shit. They sit around on their grass and they eat fruit. They are not gonna pick up a hammer and and build a hut. You know, no. they're just used to the Morlocks doing everything for them. Exactly. They don't. They have weak little hands and wrists, and they're just they're, they're not little, gonna be able. To, they got no muscle. They didn't even yeah. save a woman drowning. They're like, yeah. oh my gosh, yeah, they're useless. So I don't think I. I mean, I think maybe I would. I don't know. Definitely, yeah, definitely. Gray's Anatomy, maybe something about like electricity or yeah, that would steam be good. En- steam power, maybe steam, steam power. power would be good. I mean, if you're talking turn of the century, that probably would be the way to go because electricity is really new at that point, right? So, yes, it's it's yeah. it's it's a bit of a novelty. Yeah, and then, as uh, as pretty much everything that we have in our current society but they would have thought of it's like oh my a flushing toilet oh <laughs> i watched um speaking of the electricity i watched the ben franklin um ken burns doc oh wow i'm a big fan of 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 uh, ben franklin i think he's my favorite family huh. father um but uh he so he goes to paris uh during like the war and he's like he's he's big into london he's not really happy about america but he's really big into london he's big into paris and wherever he goes he's the guy who vented electricity and uh they talk about electricity kind of like before him and it was all like parlor tricks so it was all like like people who knew enough about electricity would go to like bars and like place bets be like hey i bet you i can make a spark and they would be able to make a spark because they knew enough about electricity. It was a, it was a con game. Oh yeah, my it was God. a con game, which is very interesting. So yes, electricity would be a good thing. to Well, I mean, I think future. don't they kind of touch on that in the Prestige because mm-hmm. there's yeah. like they see Tesla and he's yep. just standing around a bunch of lightning. Yeah, it's exactly. so funny you say that about Ben Franklin because I was literally watching Jackass, the new Jackass, and oh, there's a stunt. It. I think it's the 4.5. It's like the stuff they left out of the full movie. But the whole stunt is you got Wee Man dressed as Ben Franklin. And um, he's somebody else has a key. Ben Franklin is holding a key. And somebody is standing in a tank with an electric eel. And they want to see if they can get the electricity from the eel to go through one person into Ben Franklin. Did they, did, they, did they manage to do it? <laughs> They're just touching this electric eel and getting electric <laughs> and electric and Ben Frank Franklin. It makes sense. I mean, yeah. And then apparently the whole thing about the uh, the the uh, kite and the key was just all made up. But oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure. I don't believe any of that. I don't believe any of that stuff. No. Um. Yeah. So I think you know, I will say that the again the I think the 1960 version is overall a much more satisfying film i think that yeah. the 2002 version i mean obviously in 1960 you weren't going to make a movie advocating for communism or the great or you know trying to to uh 
to you know overtly make a you know a, an, an allegory for uh the working class versus the leisure class but yeah. Yeah, at least it's kind of there. Whereas I feel like in 2002, you basically just say like, well, well, the Morlocks are bad because there's this Uber Morlock who makes them do bad things. The Uber Morlock. That was that's what the, uh, the that whole thing, that whole part. When it got to that part, I was like, what is happening? What is going on? I, yeah, we... you're just like, what? It doesn't yeah. make any sense, right? And I remember watching the '60s one as a kid. And Mm -hmm. like, I was really into the Morlocks, like seeing the Morlocks and the sixties version again, like watching it recently, I was definitely like, I remember watching this movie when I was a kid and I, and I had such a, like a, a, just like this, this real, like inherent memory of those Morlocks and that being my vision of the Morlocks. And, and then like, cause I watched the, the 2002 one first, I, I'm like, what are these things? <laughs> what is going on? And then when I watched the 60s version, I was like, oh, yeah, these are the Morlocks. This is what a Morlock should look like. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree. I think I like the, the 60s version better than the 2000s version. Um, they're just all- so fun to watch. Like when they just, they get on, like when they're caught, catching on fire and running around. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. that's just. And then their just... little, their little eyes light up in the dark. <laughs> Jawas, <laughs> it's great. It's great. Yeah, and I love it. I just like I do like because the book was so descriptive about like traveling through time and watching the world kind of decay mm-hmm. into something else. Um, I feel like the '60s version did a better job on that because of all the the time the uh, the t- stopped stop uh, action type stuff. They did a good job of doing that, whereas like. The the 2002 version the the CGI of all the time moving and just progressing was just, I mean there was a beauty to it but it was just so forced. It didn't look. Uh, it wasn't. You know what it was? It wasn't fascinating. Mm. It was like they really just decided we're gonna make we're gonna try to do as many shots of the world sort of passing through time as we can mm. rather than I think in the 1960 version you get these little things that really illustrate it without going overboard and trying to create this, like, I don't know. It's a, it's a little smaller in the yeah. 1960 version, but it's actually more effective. Yeah, definitely. It is smaller because it's like one man's travels while the 2002 version was like, yes, it was him doing all the time travel, but if you just felt like it was just like this, this Epic, you know, yeah. it was just like everything in the world was involved in this thing. Um, and that, the, the, the thing that I was looking at, uh, before was the theme of the 2002 version, which is really weird. But the theme of the 2002 version, he says it a lot. Was, and at the end when he like meets Weena of that time period, he's mm-hmm. just like, "Why can't I change the past? Why why can't I change the past?" That's kind of the theme of of the 2002 version, which is the opposite of the idea of the time machine. The, the idea of the time machine is what happens in the future. Like what the, the past has no relevance anymore, right? Like the, right. the past is nothing because we're now we're just talking about a time period that that nobody can even fathom. Like we don't care about the past anymore. But that was the theme of the 2002 version, which ran opposite of the idea of the time machine to me. No, absolutely. And I think adding a love story that wasn't because the whole yeah. thing with the Eloy 
that's itself a little weak, even in the 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 H.G. Wells book. Mm. Why would I mean? Is it just that he likes the submissive, dumb Eloy woman, and that's yeah. what he's attracted to? Yes, that's exactly what he's attracted. It's not a love story. That's just purely like exploitation. Whereas, like in two thousand two, they tried to make it with the 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 wife or his fiance who gets murdered by that very mean mugger in in, in oh, Central yeah. Park. At that very... point, I was like, oh, so New York City crime hasn't changed at all. So. <laughs> Yeah, that guy's um, mean, and he just kills her. And, and but it also kind of changes, you know, it changes the the it changes the motivation for the time traveler, because in the in the Wells and book and the in the sixties version, it's all about just the joy of discovery. It's about he just wants to he wants to find the what the world will be like. Right. You know, it's purely it's pure scientific curiosity yeah. it's all scientific it's, it's all science in this one guy pierce is like yeah that'll make it tough sure you know he's just he's just a normal guy he's yeah. a normal guy right and then he has this traumatic time. event who yep. then which just drives him to finally finish his time machine one would say crazy. the power of love drives him. <laughs> you got me on that one, gotcha on that one. i had that right power of love here, the power of love Uh, (laughs) i had to get that in there um yeah yeah i totally agree there's like there's no scientific reasoning i mean they try to make him scientific in the 2002 version but i just think they do just a terrible job at it they just i was gonna say what's your thoughts on the two different time travelers because i feel like in the 1960 first off rod taylor super attractive he has like Mm -hmm. one of the all-time great cinema chins i mean yeah he does he i mean he is like when you think of like old school Hollywood royalty, like that's what oh yeah, like you know like oh yeah, that's the the handsome man and um I but I do like Guy Pierce. I do like Guy Pierce. I, I do. Think good. I do. I, I mean, he's in um uh oddly no reason really to be in um uh the new show. Why can't I think of it with um um the new show that came out not that long ago with uh, uh, I'll think of it doesn't matter, but I like Guy Pierce and like, I just didn't buy him as this time trial. And he was also trying to do this like British accent. And he was just no, like, he's trying to do an American. He's accent. trying to do an American accent. That's what I meant. He's trying to do this American accent, which is just like, he's it's so forced. I don't, I don't think his American accent is that bad. I will say the performance feels a bit like, a repeat of his performance in Memento. Yeah, he's, he's just kind of this search. Yeah, he's just kind of just this frazzled. You know that scene when he's at the at the uh, the the blackboard after he's lost his fiance and he's just going crazy. He's mm-hmm. on his like Victorian cocaine binge and he's just like going nuts. And I was like, this is just like yeah, it's very much. Is. You're hundred percent right. <laughs> it totally is. Um. Well. I, I did want to mention one more thing, though, uh, which I think that I liked. It, this was in the 1960 version. I, I made a note of this because the way they explain time travel. Easttown. He's in Mayor of Easttown. That's what I was Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. He's in Mayor of Easttown. And I really like him in Mayor of Easttown, but there's no reason for him to really be in that show. Regardless, I just had to say it because I couldn't. He remember. drove by the lot one day. You he know? drove by the lot one day. He was really nice. They were like, but, hey, it's Guy Pierce. Bring him in here. 
<laughs> but I, again, the, the way that they explain time travel in the 1960 version is a lot. It kind of reminded me of how they explain it in Tenet, mm. which is he talks about there being three dimensions or the three, you know, planet. three axes. There's X, Y, and Z. Right. And then there's the fourth dimension. Yeah. Which is time. And the idea is he's just moving backwards and forwards on this dimension, which is exactly yeah. how they kind of explain it in Tenet. Tenet, yes, yeah. And I do like the 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 great minds of the turn of the century who are his buddies. And he's trying to talk about the fourth dimension and they're, they they revert to like second graders. <laughs> like, what are you talking about, man? What is this fourth dimension? Have you been smoking that opium? <laughs> Yeah, that's it's very funny, and it's in like that in the book too, where it's just like these guys are just idiots, and they're just catalysts to that to, to the story. <laughs> little, but like it's, it's kind of in the in two thousand two. I liked his little portly gentleman friend in the yeah. two thousand two version with the guy from uh, Full Monty, Mike Mark Addy, mm-hmm. who's just like, and at the end he like throws his bowler hat away as like I'm not a conformist anymore. Very funny. <laughs> it's very funny. Yeah. Um, also, I do want to. I did want to mention too that um, they did get one thing right in the 2002 version. Mm-hmm. In when he goes to 2037 or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. Obviously, he goes to that to that kind of um, that um, ask Jeeves type guy, right? Yes, the library. Yes. Which is I really like that. But also, the one thing that I really liked was that he predicted city bikes. There was a yes. scene in there where the girl was getting a bike that she was renting that was parked in the street. And that was what city bikes are. And Amazing. city bikes did not exist then. So no, definitely kudos not. to that. That was really nice. We figured we're gonna have to eventually, you know, we need we need we need the we need the gas to get to the moon. We do so need people, the gas to get to the moon. So people need to be up. biking more. <laughs> Uh, All right. Anything more on uh, on our time machines? I think that's I mean, the one thing that I really, really liked about it is that is the history of this story. Like this really, truly mm-hmm. is the first time travel story that's ever existed, really. And there was no term time traveler before this story. This was the yes. first time it was ever used in a, in a, some kind of story. I th- yes. And time machine and time machine. Yes. Yes. But yeah. The time, a time traveler was never used uttered before this, which I found very interesting. And so like it kind of, it kind of gave a, a, a bit of gravity to this story being the first idea of time travel. I mean, sure. Have people thought about it before? Sure. But this is where it all kind of started, which is really cool. I thought that was really cool. Love it. Yes, I think it's uh, I think it's a fascinating story that has been a little watered down over the years. Um, you know, I think that the the social message mm-hmm. is just sort of getting more and more replaced with these kind of uh, very simple tropes that the American moviegoer likes to see. So a love story. A big bad villain, yep. um, and you know an underdog yeah. story. It That's the thing is, I, I I think that the the underdog story of the 2002 part is kind of the most upsetting because mm. I don't really feel like in the 60s version or even in the novel there's much 
there's there's not much motivation for him to help the Eloy other than he just thinks it's the right thing to do. Right. It's a humanity but side. It's a humanity thing. And he doesn't understand the dynamic of what's going on. Right. But in the 2002 one, you know, it's just the sense of like, oh, the the hardworking Eloy who are trying to just to scrape right. by. And these Which is the exact opposite of what the Eloy should be. Right. I know, exactly. Uh, so I, I think that just gets lost. Yeah. And Damn dream is why it was DreamWorks. Yeah. It was their fault. I'm going to blame it all on, on Fuck them. Yeah. yeah. But the other interesting thing that I wanted to uh, talk about was that um, so he wrote a version of this, the time machine, like right out of college or in college and wanted to make it a series uh, like oh. out of, in, in the newspaper. And then someone uh, read that and was like, no, 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 no. I want you to write like a novel on this and uh, gave him 12,000 pounds to do it. So it's interesting that this guy made this book happen or it would have just probably fell off and just been a newspaper article that would have went, you know, who knows where, but this is one of his first things that led him on the series of all the books that he wrote. So this gave him that kind of push to be a real time writer. He could have, he could have had a whole like series, like it would have been like a, a an HBO series, you know. <laughs> HBO. <laughs> it's not just newspapers. It's HBOs. Uh, I love it. Yeah. All righty. Yeah. That was a good one. I like that one. Um, the 2002, I think um, I liked it more than before this conversation. Oh, really? I think I. I mean, After, I didn't like it, but I thought I liked it more until I really started to get down to the nitty gritty of like why it was so bad. But it's just bad. It's just it was it was it totally did nothing and actually took away from the story that it was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this will will come out and then we got to decide our our next movie. I already know what it's going to be. Okay, we're going to do. Uh, no, not on the air. Oh, not on the air. You no. almost got a little piece. You almost got a little bit. No, 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 no. You're not. To, we'll we'll let people know where to see it. Okay. It's going to be a bad one, I think, but a fun bad one. I mean, they're all kind of fun, bad ones, aren't they? <laughs> all right. Thank all right. you, everyone. Thank you. This Follow is, us. Uh, when Listen, are we? When are we? I'm Nick. And I'm Dave. I'm living in the future. Yes. And I'm living in the past. <laughs>